Hey, welcome to uh, Talking MMT on Socialist Talking Ideas on Anchor. Uh, I have found a, a new favorite place for monetary fiscal reports. And that is a regular, no, permanent no, regular report, but it's reg report. Info, and they have stories on there about, oh, let's see, there's one from yesterday uh, entitled, um, ec- uh, The Economy is Recovering, but Concern Remains Over Lingering Challenges for Low-Pay Workers, Fed Share Reports. It goes on by saying the economy is back. It's coming back after the financial impact of the coronavirus crisis. But those holding lower-paying jobs, and particularly Black and Hispanic prime uh, prime age workers, continue to have problems finding work. The chair of the Na- uh, nation's central bank said Monday, in remarks via webcast to the National Community Reinvestment Coalition, or NCR. And NCRC for short, in Washington, D.C., Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome H. or J. Powell said that almost 20% of workers in the lowest earnings uh, quarter in February of last year were not employed by February of this year. That's compared to 6% of workers in the highest uh, quartile. Um, the Fed's uh, latest survey of household uh, economics and decision-making, uh, or SHED, report which will be published later this month will show that for prime-age adults without a bachelor's degree, 20% saw layoffs in 2020 versus 12% for college-educated workers, Powell said. Well, no kidding. Uh, they were being let go by big corporations who wanted to save money so they can do other things. Anyway. And some were actually closing down because of the pandemic or other reasons. Anyway, uh, and more than 20% of black and Hispanic prime-age workers were laid off compared to 14% of white workers uh, over the same period, he added. Powell also pointed to the small businesses as, as lagging behind in the economic recovery from the pandemic. Well, yeah, because more people are going to the bigger businesses uh, like Amazon uh, and other like Walmart and other places like that. Anyway, uh, economic recovery from the pandemic. He said the Fed has found that 80% of small businesses surveyed reported a decline in revenue. Two-thirds of those, uh, he said, saw revenue drop 25%. A recent Federal Reserve special report looked specifically at the impact on businesses owned by people of color who reported greater challenges, Powell said. For example, 67% of both Asian and Black-owned firms and 63% of Hispanic-owned firms had to reduce their operations compared to 54% for their white counterparts. The Fed chair noted that the next shed report will show that 22% of parents were either not working or working fewer hours because of disruptions to childcare or in-person schooling. He said that 36% of black and 30% of Hispanic mothers were disproportionately affected. In a similar vein, labor force participating declined around 4% percentage points for black and Hispanic women compared to 1.6% points for for white women and about 2% points for men overall, he said. 
the Fed board leader said the, the agency is focused on those long-standing disparities because they weigh on the productive capacity of our economy. We will only reach our full potential when every, uh, where everyone can contribute to and share in the benefits of prosperity. Powell characterized the, uh, the Fed's supervisory approach to dealing with the disparity as robust and critical to addressing a racial discrimination which can limit consumers' ability to improve their economic circumstances, including through access to homeownership and education. He had the violations of the Fair Housing Act and the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, which the Fed enforces and that prohibit discrimination in lending are taking into account during bank evaluations under the Community Reinvestment Act, or CRA, the anti-redline law. The economic landscape has changed and efforts to provide access and credit to communities must change with it, Powell said. Last year, the Fed issued a proposal for a strengthened, modernized CRA framework with the objective of building broad support among uh, both external stakeholders and participating agencies. Our goal is to strengthen the core purpose of meeting the credit needs of low- and moderate-income communities. Okay, so let's see. And next story on, uh, from the same website overall. <clears throat> Banks report standards eased for lo- most loan categories in first quarter, but tighten, uh, tighter than before pandemic. This is also yesterday. Senior bank loan officers indicated they eased standards on commercial and industrial C&I loans, which I would be guessing that would be uh, um, credit and the liability loans, or some fact, I'm not really sure yet. Uh, most categories of residential uh, real estate loans and three consumer loan categories during the first quarter of this year. The Federal Reserve said in, surve- in the survey report released Monday through po- policies generally remained tighter than pre-pandemic levels. The report from the Federal Reserve states that banks on balance eased their standards on C&I loans to firms of all sizes over the first quarter. Hmm. They reported uh, weaker demand on net for C&I loans to, lo- uh, to loans to credit and middle market firms, those with annual sales of $50 million or more, and said demand for C&I loans but smaller firms, uh, sales under $50 million re- remained basically unchanged. Standards on commercial real estate, or CRE loans, secured by non-farm, res- non-residential properties remained basically unchanged. The Fed said while banks tightened standards on construction and land, okay, construction and land, that's what that is, construction and land development loans, and eased the standards on multifamily loans. The Fed said that banks reported stronger demand for construction and land development and multifamily loans and reported weaker demand for non-farming residential loans. I think I already read that, but I don't know. Uh, as, for, as, far loans, uh, as for loans to households, the Fed reported that banks eased the standards across most categories of residential real estate, uh, or RRE, loans on net and reported stronger demand for most types of RRE loans 
over the first quarter. Banks also eased standards on credit, card loans, auto loans, and other consumer loans. And other consumer loans, rather. The Fed demanded, or the Fed said, demand for a credit card and other consumer loans remained basically unchanged. Demand for auto loans moderately strengthened. The survey report is based on responses from 75 domestic banks and 25 U.S. branches and agencies of foreign banks. This survey included questions on banks' lending policies compared with pre-pandemic levels since the end of 2019 by borrow, borrower risk rating. Results included uh, banks reported banks reports uh, reporter. Uh, Reported tighter CML, which is a, this is a commercial and land, and consumer lending policies on net for most categories. Um, borrowers compared with pre-pandemic levels, large banks reported that having tightened policies on CNI loans to, to most categories of firms, except on loans to large investment grand grade firms, for which they reported having used the standards and, and uh, most terms on nets. Which is probably the gas and oil industry, actually, if you think about it. Large banks, those with total domestic assets of 50, million, 50 billion or more as of December 31st of 2020, reported having narrowed the spread of loan rates for large CNI borrowers since the end of 2019. Banks, bank loans reported tighter standards on loans to all categories of CNI borrowers. The Fed reported, and especially uh, on loans to small and, bar and below investment grade firms. Small banks reported having tightened most terms, especially on loans to loan firms, large firms, within each risk category, and especially for riskier firms, which, uh, I'm sorry, within each firm size. However, small banks reported having narrowed the spread of loan rates for all categories for CNI borrowers since the end of 2019. Foreign banks reported having tightened standards and about half of the surveyed terms on CNI loans to borrow investment grade firms and having left standards and, mo uh, left standards and most terms basically unchanged on loans to investment grade firms. The consumer loans uh, generally reported tighter standards for credit and auto loans compared with pre-pandemic levels within each loan category. Banks reported having tightened standards, especially for non-prime, uh, near-prime, uh, near and subprime borrowers. Furthermore, banks reported uh, having tightened most credit card ter uh, terms ac uh, across the uh, credit score distribution and most auto loan terms for non-prime uh, uh, borrowers. Responses will vary across bank sizes. Large banks tightened standards on both loan categories across the credit, card credit score distribution while small banks tightened standards only on loans to non-prime borrowers. For both credit card and auto loans, the net share of banks reporting tighter standards for riskier borrowers was notably greater among large banks, larger banks uh, than sm among smaller banks. Among lender lending terms, large banks lowered credit card limits and widened spread of auto loan rates across the credit score distribution, while small banks 
uh, increased credit card limits and narrowed the spread of auto loan rates for most risk uh, categories. Piece of news here that I wanted to get to that actually would kind of go along with what I'm trying to talk about. Uh, but, but, uh, um, no, let's see. Ah, there it goes. There's actually another one I want to just talk about. I, I just saw one to read off. Barrow, I was keep saying Barrow, Bureau moves QM final rule uh, compliance date to October 1st of 2022. Cites more time to offer loans based on DTI. Compliance with a final rule on qualified mortgages or QMs is delayed to October 1st of 2022. The Federal Consumer Financial Protection Agency said Tuesday asserting that the delay would allow lenders more time to offer the loans based on homeowners' debt to income ratio and not only on certain pricing thresholds. The delay announced by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau changes the mandatory compliance rate from January from sorry from June uh, from July 1st of this year to October 1st date of next year. Uh, the pause on the compliance date is part of a final rule the CFPB is calling the April 2021 amendments to the ATR or Q and QM rule. ATR stands for ability to repay. In a release, the CFPB said the action was up, was made to help ensure access to responsible, affordable mortgage credit and preserve flexibility for consumers affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and its economy, or economic effects, excuse me. CFPB Acting Director Dave uh, Ujio uh, in a statement said the agents, uh, agency's actions were intended to ensure that responsible, affordable mortgages remained available to those consumers affected by the coronavirus crisis and its, and its financial impact. As the mortgage market navigates an uncertain and challenging time, extending the date by which lenders must comply with CFPB's new general uh, QM definition will help provide options and flexibility for both lenders and borrowers, he said. The Bureau also asserted that delaying the QM compliance date by more than a year would give lenders more time to use the government's sponsored enterprise, a GSE patch, the agency said that the patch provides QM standard to loans that are eligible for sale to GSE mortgages or mortgage companies Fannie Mac or Freddie Mac. Well, sorry, Fannie Mae, excuse me, or Freddie Mac. The availability of the GSE patch after January after July 1st, keep saying that, 2021, may be limited by recent revisions to the preferred stock purchase agreement entered into the, entered by the uh, Department of the Treasury and the Federal Housing Finance Agency, the borough said, noted. According to an executive summary of its final rule issued Tuesday, the CFPB said that while the April 2021 final uh, rule extends the general uh, QM final reports mandatory compliance date 
The effective date of the QM rule remains March 1st of this year, which is already passed. The summary notes that uh, for mortgage applications on the effective date or after, but before the new manda mandatory compliance date of October 1st of next year, lenders have the option of complying with either the revised price-based general QM loan definition or the original total monthly DTI-based general uh, QM loan definition. <clears throat> on the revised price-based general QM loan definition is available for applications uh, received on or after the October 1st, 2021 mandatory compliance date. The summary states, the summary also states that the rule announced Tuesday sets the expiration date for the temporary GSE QM loan definition to October 1st, 2022 as well or the date that the applicable GSE exists uh, conservatorship, whichever comes first in October, the Bureau said it would extend the patch, uh, patch until a final rule was approved amending the general QM loan definition. Okay, so let's see. Uh, nope. Ah, there we go. This is the one I want to do get to, because I think, um, I forget his name, but, um, there's a guy who, uh, a tax guy on YouTube that talked about this a little bit ago. Letters, uh, letters put apartment landlords on notice. Tenants are protected from eviction during pandemic. This was, uh, from, uh, uh yesterday. Notification letters of federal protections in place to keep tenants in their homes to deal with the coronavirus crisis were sent Monday to the nation's largest apartment landlords by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the Federal Trade Commission, as the agency said. This is important, obviously. The letters were sent to companies that the agency said collectively own more than 2 million apartment units nationwide. CFPB Acting Director Dave Okay, uh, debut, I'll just say. And FTC acting chairwoman Rebecca Kelly Slaughter jointly signed the letters. The letter reminds these landlords of federal protections in place to keep tenants in their homes and stop the spread of COVID-19. According, according to a release from CFPB, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, has extended until June 30 a temporary moratorium on evictions for non-payment of rent and the CFPB has issued an interim final rule which takes effect today, establishing a new notice requirements under the Fair Debt uh, Collection Practice Act or FDCPA. Landlords should ensure, uh, landlords should ensure that uh, FDCPA covered debt collectors working on their behalf, which may include attorneys notifying notified tenants of their rights under federal law. Uh, you said, in release, we, we will hold accountable debt collectors who move forward with illegal evictions. Slaughter also quoted, say, said that with millions of families nationwide at risk of eviction, it's vital that landlords and the debt collectors who work on their behalf understand and abide by their obligations. According to the agencies, the letters ask landlords to examine their practices to ensure they comply with the CDC moratorium and the FTC Act, 
and, and remediate any harm remediates any harm to consumers stemming from any such law violations. The letters also say uh, also they say encourage landlords to notify FDCPA covered debt collectors work working on their behalf, which they include attorneys of the CDC moratorium applicable state or local moratoria and those parties obligations under FTC Act and FDCPA including the the CFPB's inner final rule a key aside aside in the agency's release neither the CFPB nor the FTC has determined whether the letter recipients have violated the law Well, let's see, was there anything else I wanted to get to? Uh, let's see. Uh, I would recommend CIA action. Okay, why not? I have a few minutes. So, if the, if the interest rate goes up, it's only because uh, a lot of those, um, a lot of the Federal Reserve savings accounts, have an interest-bearing uh, account, so the interest rates uh, p- pretty much pays, and the deficit spending that we've been doing, pretty much some of that will pay for the interest rate on those uh, on those uh, savings accounts. Anyway, so the auditors recommend CFPB actions that address review of stale obligations or stale, whatever, stale obligations, expense reimbursement monitoring, Recommendations for the budget process related to the review of state obligations and human capital benefit program monitoring, also, also known as workforce, uh, monitoring of employee expense reimbursement submissions related to professional licenses, certifications, and memberships were made in the late, latest annual audit performed for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the Bureau reported this week. In the report released Wednesday and focused on the Bureau's fiscal 2019 operations, the audition, audition, excuse me, auditing firm KPMG said it closed a prior year of control deficiency related to untimely de-obligation of stale obligations and issued a new one with recommendations. Recommendations for the budget process are that the Office of the Chief Financial Officer, in coordination with the Office of Procurement to continue assess the root causes of ineffective internal controls and address the review of stale obligations and its corrective action plans to help design an effective internal control environment that is suitable to CFPB business processes. The review should consider both the effectiveness of the semi-annual open obligation review and contracting offer a contracting uh, officer representatives course adherence to the existing policies and procedures to evaluate the validity validity of state obligations and the office of the chief finance officer and the office of procurement consider the need for additional training based on the results of the analysis of root causes Recommendations related to the entire the entry of the, cre- the the credential expense reimbursement date are that the Office of Human Capital develop standard operating procedures to issue to ensure the consistent entry of data within the electronic credential credential expense reimbursement log and the adequate maintenance of such data once captured in the log.
implement period review controls over the data in the electronic credential uh, expense reimbursement log to ensure the accuracy and com completeness of the log and to ensure consi consistency with the corresponding expense reimbursement system data and provide training to the Office of the Human Capital Talent Management team members on the new procedures. The audit was conducted from, from June 29th of last year to March 12th of this year by KPMG. The firm said the audit evaluated uh, CFPB's budget process related to CFPB policies and procedures, establishment over budget form formulation, ex execution, and monitoring, the Bureau, uh, the Bureau Office of Human Capital's policies and procedures related to employee expense reimbursement for professional licenses, uh, certifications and memberships, and three corrective actions taken to resolve the finding and recommendation included in the Bureau's 2018 independent audit of selected for operation of the budget. Well, that will pretty much do it for today. Um, it's my first time I could do one of these in a while, so forgive the absence, but um, a lot of stuff I, I already talk about on, uh, on my uh, network Slack on, uh, on YouTube, which you can go to youtube.com slash c slash green and socialist party uh, news channel, I believe. The green party is so anyway, um, I'll, either way, I'll put the link down below. You can just kind of copy the page and yeah, anyway. Um, so pretty soon I will be having a um, representative from um, forwearemany.org and also they have a podcast on YouTube, uh, same name but podcast at the end of it. Uh, his first name is Rob, I'm not really sure his last name, but we'll, we'll be uh, talking about stuff uh, next week and I will also be having um, a representative from uh, the uh, at Paperboy for Mayor uh, Eileen Heimer on the uh, on the show uh, sometime later this week, so probably either Friday or maybe Monday. Uh, trying to figure it out now, but either way, a couple of really good um, interviews coming up. And um, yeah, uh, go to teespring.com/stores/green um, minus uh, sign party minus sign and minus sign socialist minus sign uh, news minus sign channel. I think. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I hope you found a lot of what I said uh, educational, and you it looks like uh, they're at least trying some portion of uh, MMT in uh, the fiscal uh, economic life right now, so we'll have to find out long term. Um, earlier, uh, if you missed it, I, I was talking, uh, I was saying the news on my on my live stream and my live stream cut out and the internet went out and um i had to switch uh, to uh the phone that then cut out uh, and then i had to pretty much upload the rest of talking mmt where i uh, uh read directly from the deficit myths uh from uh, by stephanie kelton but otherwise um i uh basically uh was talking about uh, the Tusk, uh, the Tusk UK, who are uh, pretty much running for every seat you imagine in the UK. Uh, that's coming up on the on the sixth, which is Thursday. So if you're in the UK and you listen to this, first of all, thanks for listening. Secondly, uh, vote Tusk uh, because the rest of the party just won't do it for you. 
they won't do anything that the people actually need. That they only do what the corporate um, uh, lords want in regards to that. Anyway, uh, and if you like this uh, channel, then please uh, drop a bucket uh, in the um, the sponsor bucket. So it'll be one dollar a month if you like this. Uh, if not, then you can always uh, go to paypal.me slash a couple leftists capital uh, GAP network and make a donation there as well thank you for listening I will talk to you tomorrow uh, same time well same same channel maybe different time uh, but either way it's slack network and this has been talk MMT thanks for listening peace out for now and hashtag learn MMT peace out